0: Remember you can also go to offendedpodcast.com You can go there, buy some merch That'll give you something cool And it'll also give us a little something To keep the lights on over here At You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters Check us out on our social media At Twitter, we are at YHOTP On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there, we'll answer your questions, you can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. So check those things out, please become a patron, if you can't do that, give us a rating, give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts, that's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy, part three of the podcast he's a perfect that guy because i never remember that his name is tracy walter
1: that is amazing yeah, yeah that's so, awesome
0: yeah if you don't listen to the ringer you should go listen to that after you listen to this because we're awesome too anyway we cut to uh you know chuck goes to the bar or whatever and then we get a bit of a flashback of 18 year old chuck and uh sakura going through this navy seal obstacle course here and uh ra- racing for the sword and chuck gets the sword first but sakura takes it from him it's mine and blah 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 this is where the father basically disowns sakura and tells him to get the fuck out of here and i never want to see you again we're yeah. gonna talk about this, you fuck you man
1: this dialogue is straight dog shit yeah, yeah because it's they're not basically good. they're running chuck norris grabs the sword he grabs it from him and he's like oh you have dishonored me and then he's like, oh, my, Chuck, young Chuck is like, oh, my brother. And he's just like, he's no longer your brother. He is now your sworn enemy for life. For life. You will never, you will never reconcile, never reconcile with him. There's ever. no redemption. It's just, like, it's just like, there's no redemption, no chance for reconciliation. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, well, come on now. Like well, that's
0: What if he comes up and is like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. That was a dick move.
1: Uh, here's your sword yeah. back you Here's can reconcile what is... the fuck man yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. Like, <laughs> man talk about holding a fucking grudge
0: Like <laughs> jesus just fyi again 18 year old chuck there is played by chuck's actual son mike oh sweet so that is mike norris chuck's son who plays him as the young as the younger version of himself there so little linear continuation there kind of funky and then we get the cut to the restaurant scene here where Chuck and Fancy Pants Lady are talking.
1: First of all, when Fancy Pants Lady shows up, the bar reminded me of the Regal Beagle from Three's Company. <laughs> Three's <because> Company, yes. Because <laughs> it has those big fucking kind of wraparound chairs. And do you remember those, like, fuck, it sounds so stupid being nostalgic, but those table candles with the yes. fucking colored glass? Yep. Do you remember you'd go out to you'd every restaurant? Get the Ponderosa, and- you'd have them yes man like you'd go to you'd go like it would take a shitty restaurant and it would turn it into a fucking event in the late (laughs) 70s and early 80s like you'd go to a shit restaurant with a grade d steak and they would put this fucking piece of shit candle in like a red glass candle holder that would light up the table and you'd be like well you know you'd be you'd be like look at this look at me." I'm Mr. Fancy Pants. You know, they have a fucking self-serve Sunday bar, but you think you're at this fucking Michelin five-star restaurant. You know, when you grow up in a fucking, you know, middle-class family, it's like, well, leather seats and table candles. (laughs) This makes my steak
0: and french fries that much more elegant. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting there with your Converse t-shirt and your Bugle Boy fucking puffy jeans. (laughs) Like... Dressing up for well, a fancy a fancy, night out it's a fancy dinner tonight, ladies and gentlemen
0: <laughs> AJ AJ rolls up here and uh interrupts everybody and gets in a bit of a does he he like says something snarky to Chuck because he's a little drunk, right
1: yeah he says I forget what it is he's like, oh hey Chuck it, it's something about him being jealous because every time Chuck's out he's with like a smoke show yes of a woman. But I mean, you know, AJ's kind of a dick too because AJ is a dick, yeah. You know, at the very beginning at the very beginning, they're backstage and he looks at the ballerina and he's like, Wow, she's hot. I wish I had something other than this dog's breakfast that I'm dating this fucking hedgehog over here. Him. Yeah, this fucking <laughs> this fucking hedgehog with her goddamn Angelian fucking hair. And she comes up and she's like Hey man, that's not really uh, fucking nice to say. And AJ is like, "Oh, I was just doing that as a joke. I knew that you were I behind was me the whole time." Hedgehog. She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "You really expect me to believe that?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> like, like, just like such a fucking douchebag. So you know, Chuck kind of senses that and leaves him with uh, leaves him with rich girl as he slips out. And then, of course, his brother Cowboy Bob Orton is also at the Regal Beagle. Sipping a drink, Skulking keeping tabs him out, on them.
0: Keeping tabs, seeing what's up. What's the jive, what's the juice?
1: Yeah, put a tail on them, Johnny.
0: Then we go back to the this terrorist camp here, and they're basically telling all the terrorists to go fuck off. Literally, they walk up, and uh, the second in Man is like, okay, I guess you guys can go. And Sakura, Black Star Ninja, just goes, sayonara, like, bye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then walks off. like, yeah. And then they all pick up their duffel bags and fucking leave. But the the way that he says it, he doesn't even say it like he says it.
0: He says it like somebody
1: just dropped off Uber Eats to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, thanks. I don't, thanks. Like, yeah. Thanks for the McChicken. Yeah. And then he <laughs> just turns around and walks away. It's really fucking weird, man. It's, it's, it's really weird. Odd
0: tone that he says that with. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It it, it actually threw me a little bit because I was like, what the? What, what are you? Who are you talking to right now? Like, who? <laughs> Like you're saying goodbye to your, you know, your buddy that you just played tennis with for an hour and a half. Like,
1: yeah, it's
0: fucked.
1: Well, they, yeah. And like they just the terrorist camp location is supposed to be secret. And they're just going to like, OK, just fuck off and like walk.
0: This mass exodus like it's, of 40 people from this.
1: Yeah. It's just like, all right. Desert fucking, fucking plane. In. Like, what are you guys coming terrorist from? The camp <laughs> is closed.
0: It's fucking... Chuck ends up oh, going out to it here, camp. though. He has a little talk with AJ, and then he gets picked up by the van and goes out to the camp.
1: Can I say how much I love his plaid cowboy shirt? His plaid cowboy
0: shirt's the shit. I want it. Like, legit, I I want
1: it. I love watching some of these. When we did um, Wheels on Meals, the the clothing that they had on in that movie, like, Jackie Chan was wearing those cool 80s sweaters that, you know, like, buttoned up and then folded open, like, the uniforms in Star Trek 2. so great. You know? And he just kind of had it hanging there. Like, there's some fucking fine ass clothes, shit that I used to wear. Yeah, hell yeah. And I'm like, man, I wish I had cool clothes like that again.
0: Yeah, I do not. I dress like a dad now. I'm it sucks.
1: Yeah, I do too. It sucks I gotta ass.
0: Change that. I have a little bit of money. What am I doing? I gotta buy some cool i gotta i gotta buy some cool 80s woodsman yeah. gear to make myself yeah. look cool yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm
1: gonna look, look like a 1980s cowboy that'll fix everything i will fix my self-esteem that'll make me cool I fucking walk out of the house walk out of the house and someone just drives by just like asshole just turn around and walk back in the house all fucking sad
0: oh, <laughs> wave man. at them
1: sayonara sayonara and just sayonara. walk back inside so now we get the
0: appearance. All that the guys come in here, the new recruits to the terrorist camp, and we get the first appearance of Richard Norton. Yeah, not as kyo, but as his uh, his only appearance in the film with his face playing uh, a guy named yeah. Longlegs.
1: This is actually his film debut. I love that guy so much. Like we we've, we've watched martial arts films for years and enjoyed them. And there's there's people there's people that are just just absolute standouts, and he's one of the guys that. You know, like I said earlier with Ernie Hudson, like, when you're yeah. watching a film and Richard Norton shows up, you're just like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, you know you're in for a like, treat. I'm in. Okay, I'm in. He's got he's got a mustache that I think is fake. I don't know. And he's kind of got a... Maybe it's...
0: I don't it think cut, it's fake. I think it's... It's cut a little funny? Well, I think it's just 70s. You know, he's coming out of the 70s. Yeah,
1: yeah it could be. I mean, he it was... It could be.
0: He's, uh... He comes in here and has a little scuffle off with Chuck. He's got that cool blonde bowl cut that's kind of wicked for the movie.
1: He's he's got that mushroom cup like cut it's awesome. like a like a Koopa from Mario Brothers or like yeah. A, yeah yeah you know like a a novelty wig that you'd expect Jack Black to wear. So <laughs> you know it's yeah it's
0: it works though because like too bad he's he's ripped. You can tell he's cut. He's in awesome shape. When he comes over here and. He grabs Chuck from behind, and Chuck does that little kick to the nuts. Yeah. It's pretty great because he, he kicks him. And uh, in the the interview that I watched with Richard Norton, he said he was doing some bodyguard work with John Belushi at the time this was being filmed. And told, oh, really? He told John Belushi, like, i got to have this fight scene with Chuck Norris, and Chuck's going to kick me in the balls. And Belushi told him to grab his nuts and put his hand out and go, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, like, like he does in the movie. And he says, like, that was john belushi told me to do that like i got literal acting lessons from belushi because i was bodyguarding for him at the time that, that is kind of so cool.
1: cool man yeah it's that kind is of awesome so cool so that's the only time we
0: see him here he gets his ass kicked by chuck but he is anytime you see kyo the enforcer ninja on screen that is richard norton as well yeah doing his uh doing his thing and he's badass as that he looks really good and carries himself extremely well
1: and let's just let's just also give the man some applause for his his selling because i mean this is a chuck vehicle this is chuck's film yeah and when chuck does his kicks richard norton like really sells like he actually takes a kick and does a a nice spin like you know you really appreciate when when guys are like he's there to help chuck norris look good and he does a great job so, does a great job like, yeah he really really does a great job at, at at selling those kicks
0: which that's the whole job of the stunt team right is to make the star look good and he obviously people like sam hung and jackie chan and those guys saw something in him yeah because he, he then got pulled over and did all the did all the hong kong work right so he, yeah he is a standout is amazing from this stuff moment. yeah 100 so
1: i wonder who the um when at the beginning when he's in the kitchen when Chuck kicks that ninja through the garden doors, I wonder. I wonder who was playing the ninja because that that person took a took a nice bump there. So it might I wonder have been him. That was Richard Norton that went through the garden doors? Because that was a that was a really good stunt as well.
0: It might have been because there was a probably I think there was eight or nine of them in the stunt crew, which were Chuck's right. brother Richard Norton and then five or six or seven other guys. And it, the running joke on the set was how many times did each of them get killed? Because they're yeah. like anytime you see a guy in, in black, it could be any one of those guys again. Like, they all got kicked oh. and punched and thrown through walls because they're all dressed like fucking ninjas,
1: so you don't know. Something just popped into my head, like literally popped into my head from like, I don't know, 20 or 30 years ago. There, it might have been in, it may have been something I read in his autobiography, but he was talking about the octagon. And I think at the end of the film, in that little documentary you saw, did a stunt person get cracked in the head by Chuck? Like oh, he yeah. was supposed to go left, and he went right, and and took like when there he was a heavy... head and
0: took like a, a crescent kick backwards or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, because and knocked him that, pulled the uh, fuck out. Yeah, like real like uh like hairline skull fracture or something like that. Like it was a heavy it was a heavy fucking hit. I remember reading about that. Yeah, like, the director said the, one of the
0: the director said smelling salts were involved. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like there was a. Yeah, I, I remember reading about him saying when he was filming this, a stunt person basically went the opposite of the move that he was supposed to do, so ended up taking a full bore kick to the head. Yeah, and got knocked smooth the fuck out, like sky nipples. <laughs> everything. That's awesome. Yeah, there, there's That's some cool awesome. stuff. I just remembered that.
0: So we have the uh, the little scene here with the cool architecture with Lee Van Cleef and the talking, and then we have. Uh, back at the terrorist camp with the new recruits, and a little fight breaks out between some of the inmates here. Not inmates, the recruits. Yeah. And this is the scene here where two guys, like one of the guys leaps off this little chow stage here, and a couple ninjas break the fight up, and Kayo comes in. And this is Richard Norton. And I don't know if you've watched this, but when you watch this scene, Kayo comes in, breaks the fight up, stands the two dudes up. He hits one guy in the stomach, and then the guy with the black beard grabs a sword from a ninja, and Kyo takes the sai out and blocks it, and then steals the sword from the guy. Yes. And he steals the sword, and so it's so fucking fast. When you watch that, he like twists the sai, and he ends up holding the sword that the guy was holding. Yeah. And the directors, the the director said everybody thought that was a trick shot. He said that wasn't Richard Norton actually did that. And he said I had to go back. Richard Carn said I went back and counted the frames. He said he did that shit in 6 frames. Twisted the scythe and really? had the sword in his hand in 6 frames, a quarter of a second. Was that Sword was in stuntman's hand. Bam. Sword was in Richard Norton's hand and he had it back on the guy. <laughs> like <laughs> so extraordinarily yeah. impressive.
1: There's a couple, there's a like that that is mind-blowing because it's one of those things the scythe... The Psy is kind of the weapon in martial arts films that doesn't quite get
0: doesn't get it a lot doesn't of quite get
1: the practical application or, or usually like people use sai as a show weapon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. hoo, 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 hoo. they're flipping them around and stuff like that. But you rarely see what the what they were intended for was defense against a sword and offense against a fucking neck. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he he actually like because I. I'm not good, but I I studied the Psy a tiny, tiny, tiny bit back in the 90s, right? I was just learning learning some Psy, and they were talking about, like, oh, yeah, you could pull a sword, you know, you use it to block and, and, and take a sword away. Richard Norton actually fucking did it, yeah. and it was shockingly done, like, it was done shockingly well, like, really awesome.
0: It was, and it's uh, it's almost to its own detriment, because it's so fast, you don't even realize what's going on
1: yeah that's like the
0: guy has the sword he twists it he's got the sword and you're like oh wow that was crazy but like i have i've gone back and watched that little three four seconds clip like 20 or 30 times like i can't even see the move that he does yeah that puts the sword in his hand it's so fucking fast and as a martial artist you look and be like holy fuck that's impressive but i think average joe Smo would just blow past that and be like wow he took the sword that was cool and would never think about it again. Like, yeah, you almost have to slow shit down to make it more impressive for the average
1: person. Yeah, because even a sword is a double edged sword in this scenario. Because he yeah. did it. He did it so well that you actually, you know, he did it so well that you don't see it. And yeah, you know, unless you've got that keen eye, or you know, you and you're like, holy fuck, did I just, did I just, and you put it back and you watch it because he it's like he it he, he just reaches out and snatches it they're like little fucking talons you yeah. know and the leverage like, you get from
0: whoop. the twisting of the scythe makes the hilt yeah. of it move so fast
1: what? yeah and it's in his hand and
0: then he's got it on him and again it's like seeing somebody do something very very like watching a gymnast do like you know a, a triple backflip with a fucking double twist or whatever off a vault and they do it perfectly yeah. and you're like you know as a person who doesn't know shit about that you're like well that's yeah that's cool like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. cool. That's fucking near impossible. For, yeah. For, yeah,
1: that's goddamn, in, that's goddamn <laughs> you know what insanity. I mean?
0: For 99.9% of the people on the planet, that's fucking impossible. Like, yeah. So it's, you know, you got to make it harder. Anyway, I, I wanted to kind of go off on that a little bit because that was insanely impressive to me. And uh, there's, a, there's a cut scene here. And then we get uh, the, the, the scene of Chuck hitting the heavy bag. This scene of Chuck hitting the heavy bag is fucking impressive too.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like Chuck, he hit. Chuck fucking working the bag. Like he's got that kickboxer body. Yes. Like, he's got that. And it's 1980s. So he has like covered in body hair.
0: Yeah. And he's ripped chest the fuck.
1: neck shoulders. He's very 1980s masculine as fuck. Yeah. And the heavy bag that he is hitting is it's not a huge. small bag. It's huge. It is not a small bag at all. No. Like, if I hit that Man, I'd break my like, wrist. Yeah. You just see you can just really see his, you know, tournament days, kickboxing type style. He looks he looks great. Like, yeah, he looks awesome. really really fucking great. And while he's hitting the bag, he's having these flashbacks. And you know they're flashbacks because they just put like a red fucking wash over everything. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like and he probably this is the past. I'm thinking about my brother. About <laughs> <our> he's just <laughs> Why did I do that? Yeah. like you said earlier like he 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 sounds like he's doing an impression of Jack Palance like whispering to himself, you know, <laughs> he all of his fucking inner thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, man.
0: I like it. I I don't like the voice over the the Echoplex thing that gets on my nerves, but I I like Chuck and I like the I like the uh the tone of it all. but we get we cut back to the the terrace camp here and Aura the the one of the terrorist girls, Aura, played by Carol Bagdazarian, she turns on the terrorists here because Chuck's brother, Cowboy McGee, whatever the fuck his name is, yeah, he tries to he tries to sort of like I'm going to kick your ass, and she fucking kicks his ass, she kicks him in the face and lays him out, and then steals the truck and fucks off. Yeah, so she ends up turning against the terrorists, which is kind of a cool little turn in the movie. I like that.
1: She's a good actor. Yeah, the action of her. She kicks him in the balls and then does like a roundhouse kick, kicks him in the face. I don't know I don't know how much she's trained but it sells. Like it really sells. Yep. It looks the kicks look legit and Aaron Norris sells the hits really well. Yep. So you know, I've got no complaints there. She's got this cute little uh, widow's peak that uh, I kept thinking of Butch Patrick as Eddie Munster every time <laughs> yeah. she was on screen. I just see that see that little Butch Patrick widow's peak there. It always makes me think of fucking Ben Stiller on The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, she does her She does a, a, a decent job. And then of course Chuck goes back to his room, and she is holding. I said that her kicks were good. Her gun technique is really bad. It's really bad.
0: Chuck does a little more whisper talking when he gets back to his place. And then when he walks in, she's got an Uzi on him or some shit. And uh, the dialogue's not super great either cuz you know he like walks directly at the gun and she's like I don't know why I'm holding this you could just take it from me so I'll put it down. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like
1: this so is like, fucking stupid. Just just is which is probably what I would say if I was holding a gun and Chuck Norris <laughs> was walking towards me. True. <laughs> and I was I don't like fuck this, this motherfucker is whispering an inner monologue I could tell by his eyes. <laughs> I better put this gun down. He's just going to take it take it away from me and shove it on my ass. <laughs> But yeah, the, again, there's there's the, the the film's not bad. The film's not bad by any stretch. But no, there's a few moments where, like you said, the dialogue's a little awkward. There's there's cut scenes that don't quite work. It's just it's just a little bit muddled. Yeah. But there's nothing offensively bad about it. I mean, I no. guess it's no no no. I guess in its when it's in its worst, it's it's boring. Right? Yes. That's that's the only thing. Like, when it it gets to what's really, really worse its lowest point, it's a little bit boring. And that's not a bad, bad thing.
0: No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we're an hour into the movie now, uh, where we're talking here, where Chuck is with with Aura here. And there have been precious few fight scenes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for a Chuck Norris movie, I would like there to be more violence, for lack of a better term. Well,
1: especially especially where they've got a set that's a training camp for terrorists, terrorists and fighters and stuff like that. You've got all kinds of ninjas. Yeah. So I, I think throughout the film, there's that added pressure that your brain puts on. It's like, well, Hey, can we see some more training? Because honestly, none of the training at that camp like that, that's just also uh, secondary. It's just yeah. like, watch me push a pointy sigh into a fucking cantaloupe. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, You guys literally fucking travel to a secret base to learn this? Yeah. But,
0: like, you know, an easy fix for that is you get a bunch of guys who want to be mercenaries. Well, they don't believe that these ninjas can actually fight. So how about a couple of you assholes? Why don't I, I bet you I could fuck this guy up and have a couple of guys come up to Kaio and be like, what's up with you, red shirt? Come on, motherfucker. Like, what do you got? And have him fuck, like, four or five guys up. There's a fight scene for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like somebody gets there and mouths off and is like, Yeah, that guy doesn't look that great and then, you know, Richard Norton comes flying at you with his fucking (laughs) motherfuckers doing a bicycle kick with no wires and you're just like, Yeah, what the (laughs) fuck?
0: Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like that would be awesome and that concludes part three of the podcast come back tomorrow for part four if you'd like to get the entire podcast on sunday night you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast patrons get the full show sunday night without any ads if you don't want to become a patron you can go to offendedpodcast.com buy some merch there that'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love and we get a bit of money too to help us keep the lights on here Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast.